T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop here on The Rock, and I'm talking with Jimmy Bauer, man. The Bauer Power from New Orleans Legends. I hate God. Uh, Jimmy, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I can't complain. Just, uh, just looking forward to chatting with you. Now, I have to bring something up. Um, I'm. It's not so much of a question, more so just a story. So last time, the, I, I believe it is the last. Uh, okay, so do you got, you remember when you played Bumper Shoot up here in Seattle? It's like a big music festival. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, Prong played. Yeah, um, Black Breath. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So, uh, believe it or not, you uh, someone threw a huge bottle of vodka at at Mike, and you guys had a pretty awesome <laughs> show, uh, pretty <laughs> raucous. People were getting into it. Believe it or not, you guys were, to my knowledge, the last metal band to ever get booked on that fest. Oh, <laughs> you think you think the vodka had something to do with it? <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't remember. Did we drink it? I believe Mike did drink it. Yes, but it was. All I'm saying is, you guys went out. That fest went out with a bang. They're more doing like indie pop and hip hop now. You guys were the last, yeah. the main event, dude, of heavy metal on Bumper Shoot. So congratulations. Oh well, I definitely. Uh definitely something to, to brag about then you know <laughs> absolutely man and and uh but i just wanted to bring that up i thought that was a funny story um yeah, oh well i mean <laughs> also they booked i hate god they knew they had i mean did they do any research come on now they might not have you know but <laughs> if if i remember correctly that uh that was a fun thing it was outside right yeah it was an outside festival uh we got to introduce you guys you were humping me on stage while we were oh, talking yeah. about our sponsor starbucks and you were like ah screw that it was a good time <laughs> <laughs> oops <laughs> exactly um so that was before the vodka because you can only imagine what happened after exactly uh, I ask this question typically at the end um, of the interviews, but I feel like since you're I Hate God, you're Jimmy Bauer, I want to get it out of there, and I feel like you might, guys might have a good story for it. So if you could pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar, Jimmy. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, I got a good one. I have I have one on my right, the palm of my hand. Okay. And um, well, when I was playing drums at COC for a stint there, we opened for Pantera on their last tour ever in Australia. Yeah. So we're at the hotel and, mm-hmm. you know, we're 
in the lobby, me and Dimebag and a bunch of other people drinking margaritas. So we just keep drinking and keep drinking. Me and Dimebag is basically me and him hanging out. We start we start dancing with these these like elderly people, you know, like old ladies and stuff. And uh, yeah, everything seems fine. Everything. And next thing I know, uh, we're cursing them out for some Uh-oh. ungodly reason. I, I guess the tequila started kicking in. Yeah. So, so I grab a glass. We we both grab two margaritas and we're like, okay, let's just go party in the room, you know. So there was some steps walking up to the elevator, and I just I went right over and put my hand through one of those uh, one of those margarita glasses. Mm-hmm. And uh, had to go to the hospital, and some aborigine dude hugged me and said, you're my brother, and all this crazy pepper brought me to the hospital. And uh, But that's pretty much my my scar story, you know? It went from hanging out with the uh, old folks to just swearing them out. Okay. I it don't know what happened. Went from happened. 1 to 10 real fast. Yeah. From, <laughs> from For the life of me, I cannot remember what happened, you know? But that's how it ended, dude. That That's... Well, you got the scar to tell the story, man. <laughs> but I had to play. And the next day. Oh, no. Uh, this is how sweet that. of a person Dimebag was. Mm-hmm. He, I, I kept talking. I was. I, I said, man, I'd love to go deep sea fishing in the Indian Ocean. You know, like an hour later, he put papers under everybody's door. He rented a 65-foot catamaran Whoa. the next day. And, yeah, and, and everybody went, uh, went deep sea fishing in, like, 10-foot seas. And it was funny because everybody from Texas threw up, but everybody from Louisiana was all right. <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, yeah. That yeah, sounds it, really cool. It, it just shows how sweet of a person that's that guy a, was, you know? That is a sweetheart move, man. That's really cool. Um, man. So I was listening, uh, Jimmy, I was listening on the, uh, the the Josta podcast. You were mentioning how you're doing some steel work right now on your uh, off time from working on the working on the band? Or, um, ornamental rails. Oh, okay. Like... Uh, like fabricating, you know, like um, like st- for rails for like steps for mm-hmm. porches and and uh, inside houses and staircases and stuff. Yeah, and I, I'm 52 years old, man. That shit is heavy. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know. But uh, but yeah, he's a good friend of mine, my friend Jimmy, and uh, and uh, he actually really is helping me out because you know, obviously, as as everybody knows, the musicians. Mm-hmm. Musicians and entertainers got a rolling stick on this deal, and and you know other bar patrons and yeah. restaurants and all. But you got to do what you got to do, man. I got kids and stuff, mm-hmm. so got to work, you know. So it, has that kind of been the thing that's been keeping you sane, and and also you know keeping you steady as far as income and stuff? Is that kind of the thing that's been keeping you busy? Yeah, I mean, if I if I didn't have that, then you know I'd probably be sitting at home getting fatter than I already am, <laughs> and. uh and probably, uh, yeah, and, it, and it's definitely helping me out financially. And I'm learning something too, so you know, so it's not it's not all bad, you know. For sure, man. And and um, I was I was curious about. Uh, so you guys, obviously, I I would be I need to mention you guys have a history of nomadic behavior. It's available now on Century Media Killer Album. Um, was this was this uh, worked on before the pandemic, or did you guys work on it during? We um we finished it up probably right before the whole pandemic hit. Okay. And uh, it, it, it's funny. I mean, we it took it. We recorded the record twice because we recorded it the first time. Yeah. And uh, we had two guitar players, mm-hmm. so 
once Brian left, it became a completely different band. We went and reworked the songs and everything and then recorded it as a single guitar player. So, uh, yeah, we're real proud of it, man. It, it came out way better than we thought it would. And, and, uh, it's been getting a uh, good response. So that makes us feel good because it's been seven years. Yeah. And <laughs> I know? mean, it sounds, it sounds great. And, and, and it's, um, it's, it's, probably quite an adjustment from having two guitar assault to just go into one guitar. You kind of have to uh, change it up a little bit, or is there a, what, uh, how, how comfortable are you guys with uh, one guitar? Are you guys pretty stoked on it? Is yeah. That- I mean, we worked on, we worked on it for a while. We toured a lot. Oh, okay. We toured a lot with one guitar and, and, and I had to beef up my equipment a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, once we did all that and, you know, and, and it actually made us tighter as a band, you know, so, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was de- definitely a little bit of a transition, but it wasn't too bad, you know? Okay. So the album's available now. Um, and, uh, I was curious, was there, what's it, what's it like on your end, like releasing an album during a pandemic? Cause during this time, I'm assuming you guys would probably be touring on it or at least playing some record release shows. Is that kind of a trip? Yeah, for you? It, it, that was, that was a, you know, we put out a record seven years later and, and, uh, we're real proud of it and basically have to sit at home right you know, so it uh you know like you said normally we'd be out really working it hard mm-hmm. and stuff like that but uh and you know mike doesn't live in new orleans so doing a podcast is kind of not not an option right now and um <clears throat> but we we uh we got some some things on the books for starting in october yeah. and uh, looks like we're going to do Psycho Fest in Vegas. So yes. I, think, I think that's still going on in August, hopefully. And, uh, you know, just trying to do what we can do, you know. And, and until then, we're actually, we've been writing. That's awesome. For, uh, want to do like a fast EP, you know, of all fast songs. Okay. So, so we've been kind of, we've been staying busy, you know, doing stuff like that. But it's weird because we didn't jam for like, huh, but. 10, 11 months, you know, mm-hmm. and when we did go up in the room, it was just, I could not hear for the next day. It's just, you, you know, you wiping the cobwebs off and stuff, you know, so. Have you seen that movie, uh, The Sound of Metal yet? Yeah, it was a pretty good movie, man. Dude, I thought it was going to be about, you know, just straight metal. And then it kind of morphed into this awesome movie about like self-acceptance. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it was. An, I enjoyed it. But you, you saying like I couldn't hear the next day reminded me of that. So, <laughs> well, we're so we're so loud, dude. You know, oh, it, yeah. it, ignorantly loud. You know, and and, uh, and that doesn't change your practice. You know, we we practice on ten. So, yeah, the, the ears are the first to go. <laughs> do you guys have uh, your own? Do you guys practice at, at a house, or do you guys share a practice space? Because I'd imagine that would that would maybe irritate some of the bands that we're trying to play to. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, there, there's an old hotel called the Fountain Blue. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's on, it's on Tulane and Carrollton, which is kind of mid city, you know. Uh-huh. And um, and the top three floor, it's an old hotel, so the top sure. three floors were all made into jam rooms. Okay. And we've been jamming in there probably ten years now, so nice. it's kind of kind of everybody jams in there, you know. Uh, so, uh, but oh, sorry, keep going. No, did we? Um, they're, they're, the rooms are pretty insulated, so, you know, as, as to not bother anyone else doing their work, you know. 
Uh, so you're, you're talking a lot about New Orleans, and, and you were mentioning how you guys are in New Orleans and, and Mike's elsewhere, but, um, you know, I, I always see you guys as, like, the New Orleans band, but there's such a rich history, not just with metal, with, like, rock, and also with um, hip-hop and with, um, like, uh, funk music and, like, the meters and uh, all kinds oh. of amazing music down there. Um, how much... And and this might be a bit much to unpack, but how much has being from New Orleans like shaped your sound musically? It, it, it a lot, a lot. I mean, you you grow up. You know, I always say this: you grow up watching Mardi Gras, watching mm-hmm. street band. You know, uh, the marching of the bands. You know, they're right in front of your face. And then you know, to to me, everything. A lot of the music in New Orleans is a lot lot bluesier and yeah. and uh you know a lot bluesier and 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 obviously the atmosphere of the city is so dark and you know and you mix mix all that together and and uh it's just yeah i, I definitely think it has has a difference on our side we, we've always liked to consider ourselves like a bluesy rock and roll band you know not 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 just not just straight up metal and stuff sabi that's enough and uh yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I think with all the bands in New wow. Orleans, take yeah. take advantage. I mean, you got Crowbar, you know, and they yeah, they're they're more doomy, but they definitely have blues factions to them, you know. Yeah, man, and and even like um, so Acid Bath. I love Acid Bath, and that's a band that like you know, if they were in New York City, you know, they could be considered like a hardcore band, but but then like bring it down to New Orleans, and you could hear that kind of like swampy just dirge yeah those dudes are really from the bayou oh they're from they're from like south louisiana and uh basically you know bayou band you know i remember when they first they used to come to i hate god shows and watch us and stuff and then uh when they came out as they i think they were an alice and chains cover cover band oh really oddly oddly enough before before they started doing records but um but yeah they 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 came into new Orleans with their thing and people immediately could recognize the talent, you know? Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're a really good band, man. And they, they definitely sound a little different, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, so this is going to be hard for you. And, uh, you know, you, I, I don't want you to get, a, uh, you know, an ass whooping if anyone hears this or anything, but since you are such a new Orleans head and you're like steeped in the musical knowledge of new Orleans, your personal New Orleans Mount Rushmore of music. So four bands or artists that you would put on your Mount Rushmore of New Orleans. The meters, dude. Okay. The, the, we, cause even, even on this last record, you know, we like, uh, I don't, I don't the, the meters, they, they barely have any vocals mm-hmm. and they, they, they just encompass heavy, heavy funk, you know, mm-hmm. It's like, and, and what, what they did and, you know, what they still do to this day, you know, is, is just, it's mind blowing and, uh, a, really a big, we listen to it in the band more on tour and stuff. So they're, they're a really big influence on the band as a whole, you know? And, um, I would say Dr. John. Okay. You know, not really, there's not at zebra, you know, we used to, we used to go see zebra play when we were all in teenagers and stuff. And, uh, you know, so so that definitely weighs in a little bit. You know. Okay. All right. So and then uh, and then I hate God is the last one, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah. We're uh right on man well okay so this is this is a bit of an odd one but uh if you can remember this far back if you were maybe not too inebriated at that time who knows but what was the first band t-shirt you ever got as a kid oh kiss kiss okay nice dude right on yeah yeah i had a i had a kiss destroyer shirt was that uh, i used to I, i i wore that thing out man that's awesome. Was that one of your first concerts, seeing Kiss? No, my my first concert I saw was the Rolling Stones in the Superdome. The Rolling Stones in the Superdome. That's awesome. I did finally see Kiss on the Creatures of the Night tour. Okay. So, come on, Simon. On the Creatures of the Night tour, I finally got to see him. And because uh, I was a huge fan. Mike Williams, too, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we didn't know each other, but, but it definitely... Uh, you know, I mean, who 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 didn't like Kiss? You know, absolutely, man. Still do. Uh, okay, so uh, just got a couple more questions for you, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Now, you're well known for saying the power of the riff compels you. What? Yeah. What's your favorite riff right now? My favorite riff. Right now. I, I've been stuck on Wheels of Confusion from Sabbath for a while. Yeah, and. uh I, I just love the wow, wow, oh, oh, oh. and then uh, my girlfriend has recently bought me the deluxe release of Volume Four. Yes, and saw that. Man, there, there's all kind of different versions of it and everything. So, uh, yeah, that that would have to be mine right now, man. You know, it's just such a talk about bluesy and jazzy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like some, something completely different. You know, to 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 really forge metal as we know it. Mm-hmm. Just amazing, man. Awesome. Well, I mean, bands like, band, uh, like to me, like old Hank Williams, that, that gets more punk rock than punk rock. Dude. You know, it, it just, uh, judging more on like the attitude and mm-hmm. the rawness of what they did, you know, like same way with the meters, you know, it's like they, to me that, what they did was very punk rock, you know, created a genre of music and, you know, and stuff like that. So it's, uh, I guess it all depends on how you look at it, you know, but exactly. wheels of confusion, not to get off the question. <laughs> wheels of confusion, man. Right on. Uh, what's, uh, what's the best way to support you guys right now, man? Um, you can go to our website, which is I hate God. EE. And, um, you know, help out with some merch and stuff, you know, if you want some merch and just, Buy, you know, if you see our record or you come across it on Amazon or something, pick it up and and check it out, man. And I guarantee you, you'll at least like it a little bit, you know. Absolutely. And hopefully, once all this COVID mess, you know, once everybody gets vaccinated and all, then we'll get back to real concerts again, which I can't wait for because I think it's really going to be monumental for for music, you know. Absolutely, just, man. Uh, I I got to. I gotta say, we need it. You know? Yeah, we definitely need it. We need loud amps in the face, as Josta would say. And <laughs> and, and I gotta, I, I uh, what I was gonna say, and I brain farted on was one of my favorite concert experiences of the last few years. I went and saw Metallica at uh, CenturyLink Field, and we got out of there luckily early enough that I could head down to El Corazon, and we caught all of I Hate God. So I literally had Metallica and then I Hate God all in one night. It was so awesome. Talk about ruined ears there, man. Dude, that was so badass. Um that, we El Corazon's like one of the favorite our favorite places to play. It's just uh 
that they just treat us really well and that that stage sounds yep. so good hell yeah you know it really does man so so uh being yeah. being that we're in seattle my last question for you what's your favorite northwest like seattle band of all time I don't know if they're from Seattle, but it would have to be the Melvins. Yeah, man. Aberdeen, where Kurt Cobain's from, too. I guess, well, you know, they're definitely a Washington State band. Yep. You know, and, uh, yeah, I lo- love those guys, man. They're, they're, they're a super big influence, and, and uh, you know, they. when I first heard the Melvins, I was like, that's the band that I hear in my head, you know? Yeah. So, and I, I liked, uh, I really like Soundgarden a lot, too, mm-hmm. you know? They were they and Soundgarden and Melvins were pretty much my favorite bands from that area, you know. Awesome man. Well, Great G- bands. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for taking the time, man, and go pick up a history of nomadic behavior right now. Yeah, you're right. This has been Metal Shop's backstage pass.